0: Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and I'm so excited to be here talking to you today. And so stick with me and see where this goes. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. So by the time that you are going to listen to this podcast episode, I will actually be just about returning from my trip in Costa Rica. I was invited by a couple spiritual TikTokers to attend a trip in Costa Rica with a bunch of other folks who are spiritually focused in the TikTok social media app. And when I got the message from the gal who was organizing it, Letha, she's a life coach. You know, my first reaction was to be excited for being thought of and included. And then my next reaction was, there's no way in hell that my husband's going to be okay with me heading off to Costa Rica with 10 people I don't know, have never met. And, you know, let alone schlepping off into the middle of the jungle. So I sat on it for a couple of days to figure out if I even wanted to go, you know, if, before, I, before I dive into this, do I even want to go to Costa Rica? Why cause a problem if there's no problem to be had? And so I, I, I thought about it. I thought about inviting my daughter, Skylar. She's usually my travel buddy to go do all of these crazy adventures. And I sat with it for a while and I decided that I was going to head into this adventure alone. Now, quite a few years ago, I spent the night in a hotel alone, waiting for my daughter to show up for her flight in Denver and one other time in Iowa. But for the most part, I have never traveled anywhere alone. So this is very new territory for me. Um, And when I told my girlfriend here in Chicago about what I was planning on doing, she asked me if I'd completely lost my mind. And then when I told her that I was sharing a room with a stranger, she was like, you've absolutely lost your mind. Nothing that you're telling me right now sounds remotely interesting to get, (laughs) get involved with. But I have to tell you, I really like stuff like this really lights me up. It makes me really excited to be alive and have these huge adventures because the day to day of my life is, I don't know if the word is mundane or monotonous or, you know, suburban mom, my appointments are exciting. Uh, interacting with people on social media is really soul purpose driven, but you know, the waking up and doing laundry, doing the dishes, making dinner, get everywhere they need to go. And then, you know, washing your face and going to bed and doing it all over the next day for me can get a little monotonous. You know, I've been, I've been doing mom. I've been doing mom, wife, housewife, laundry, dishes, dinner now for, you know, my, my oldest is going to be 26 in August. So I kind of know how to do this. And so for me, going on an adventure makes me feel alive. It makes me feel connected to who I am, or at least it makes me feel that I'm inside of the space of figuring out who I am. And and I love that feeling because I, since I had my firstborn at 23, I really never did these kinds of things. I never went you know, on the proverbial spring break in college I didn't do Europe, you know, <laughs> before in between or after going to away to college. And so I kind of look at my daily life as being kind of like being on vacation. It's it's pretty it's pretty easy. And which is probably why I don't I don't love to go on vacations in in the way that normal people do. Just to go to a beach vacation, I like to, I like to discover. I like to, you know, when my daughter and I went to Bali, and we went to all the different houses of worship, and we, you know, were amongst the the neighborhoods and and meeting the people. To me, that's that's lighting your soul on fire. And then when we went to India, I mean, it, that's so my jam. We went to New Delhi and Varanasi and we did all the things and, you know, standing in front of the gates to the Taj Mahal and, you know, there's a circle, there's a, there's a traffic circle right in front of the gates, uh, kind of the entrance to that Taj Mahal, the outside property. And we're standing there waiting for our driver and uh, there's elephants and, and ox and monkeys and you know every animal just walking through the traffic circle and your brain just explodes with information and differences and beauty and excitement and it's just i mean it brings tears to my eyes because it's so breathtaking and you know, you're standing on the street. We were buying copper water bottles, which I love. And, you know, there's elephants walking down the street outside of the shops. It, it lights you on fire. These experiences, they, they turn on every cell of your body and, and there's literally nothing like it. There's nothing like being in an experience and around people who on a daily basis experience life so profoundly different than you and wake you up to the fact that your way, be it European, American, Western, your way of life, your way of looking at the world or religion or family or celebration or buying and selling, communication, politics, happiness, all of it, it's not the only way. And I really believe the only way to experience that, the only way to have true connection to what I'm talking about is to travel. It's life-changing to get out of your country and see the way that other people do it. And when I went to India, I was truly changed for life by how amazingly beautiful the people of India as a whole. I will paint a wide brush here. The happiness that I saw, the love that I saw in these people. Truly, of course, there's... there's just profound, profound pro- poverty and and suffering. But as a general rule, what I saw there was life changing to me. And when I actually decided that I was going to study the concept of happiness and how in the world were these people living? We drove, Skylar and I were driving, see here we were going, from um, Agra to Varanasi, which is quite a long drive, and as we're driving towards Varanasi, on the side of the road there was probably a six-foot space of dirt, and then a you know a cement wall of some sort that the cement wall then began like a community inside the cement wall. But on the outside of the cement wall was a six, sorry, six foot space of like dry dirt. And then the road began. Okay. And a- along the six foot area of dirt right next to the road. And when I say right next to, I mean, double yellow line or yellow line and dirt and The road, the people go by, you know, you go by quickly, but you can't stop looking out the window. There's so much to take in the farms, the uh, cattle and the people and the poverty. And as I'm, as we're driving, making our way in air conditioning car, right? I mean, come on. I looked down out the window just fast enough and there was a woman probably in her early twenties, if that, and there was a baby and the baby was without a diaper at the time. It could have been mid changing it or dressing it. And the baby was sitting probably three inches from the side of the road in that space of dirt, which she appeared to be calling home. And then she had probably what looked like about a two-year-old with her also in that little space that she called home and i remember thinking in that moment that there's no possible way to be unhappy after that it wouldn't be fair to not appreciate that that sight that what that woman was going through to keep her children alive and fed and safe and loved and so Those moments, those visions, those experiences, those connections with people, even though she didn't see me at all, but I connected with her in that moment. I connected with her as a mom. Those moments change you forever. They allow you perspective and point of view. They allow you to have grace for the world around you and for your own experience, for your own self, for your own life. They keep you humble and real and grounded. And in reality, it keeps me from bitching about gas prices, actually, or having to make dinner most nights. And so I would ask you, even if you can't travel outside of your country or go too far, and, and it's funny, as I'm sitting here getting ready to say travel Travel in your own country, I know that it's not going to hit even if you did in quite the same way there's something about being apathetic to poor people in your own country it does it doesn't hit quite the same way. Maybe it's the American view that I sit inside of as i as I look around my mind's eye to have this conversation. And I say, well, go to a soup kitchen. And in America, we have such little empathy for people who are poor or on drugs or don't have the same life that we all have, which I am very proud of that I'm raising kids and have raised kids that that get even just that, that not everybody is created completely equally. People are raised differently. They have different education levels. They have different IQs. They have different abilities. They have different opportunities. They have different privileges, be it physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, economical, whatever. Right. And so there is a, a tendency when you see poor people in your own country that you it might get lost on you. So there is something to be said. And I have heard people say, you know, hey, I uh, I went to another country on vacation and we drove from the airport to our resort and there was just so much poverty. I never want to go back. So maybe it's just maybe I'm just a weirdo. Maybe I'm just bizarre that wants to connect with humanity in that way. Not to make me appreciate my life, but to connect with a different life, a different way of happiness, a different way with interacting with the planet and finances and religion and government and animals and your family and your friends and community. Maybe I'm a weirdo to use those experiences to expand my mind. And so for me, travel is imperative. It's imperative to my growth. And so tomorrow morning, by the time you hear this, it will be over with. I'll be coming back. I'm getting ready to head off to Costa Rica. And I know absolutely nothing about Costa Rica, except for, honestly, oddly, it's kind of been calling to me for the last two years. So I know that there is a lot of reason for me going. I know that it's it's in my path for me to go, which is exciting because I know when I get a calling to go do something or my attention is paid to go do something and then all of a sudden, hey, fellow TikTok friend, do you want to go to Costa Rica? It's like, yeah. So anyways, I said to my husband, husband, what do you think about blah, 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 going to Costa Rica? And, you know, he just wanted to say not a chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, he did. You know, he's like, oh, God, how did I marry this one? Lord have mercy. So he said yes. And I said, are you sure? And he said yes. And uh, I said, I thought about asking Skylar, but I think it's important that I go on my own because I really don't have a lot of alone time. I don't really know how to do really totally alone. I mean, even if I'm alone, I'm still, you know, oh, I'm alone. So let's go live on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Let's let's fill the void with something. So this is going to be very, very different. I'm going to be trying not to fill too many voids. I'm trying to get inside of the void. I have some decisions to make um, with regarding moving forward with some of the pieces of my career. And so I'm taking this time to be still and maybe go to my inner self, my gut, right? And, And figure out what my next step is with regard to some of these career decisions that I'm making. And so I'm using this time to make hopefully a good decision with regard to it. I'll keep you all posted. So that's where I'm headed. And we're going to do a cacao ceremony. We're going to be going to waterfalls. We did some really cool Zoom calls to try to connect with everybody that's going to be there so that we kind of know them before we get there, which I thought was lovely. And we're supposed to go to like a water place that has like this you know, blue mud and going to do a static dance and go to a market or some festival. Festival, that's what it is. And another plant ceremony, which I'll let you know how that goes. It's supposed to be a mushroom ceremony. So I'll let you know if I take part in that. Could be interesting. I'm kind of out of, I'm kind of out there without mushrooms. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm not really like a drug person, so I'll have to see what that entails. But my other purpose for going there is also to check out the facility because the gal that is co-hosting this event, her and I spoke about me hosting an event there. And so I'm actually going to be going there with the intention of really seeing the food, the bed, the the space, the retreat location, all of the activities so that I can come back and offer this type of event with me as your host. And so it's, it's very, very exciting for me to be able to go there on the idea of a mission to bring back clients and friends and listeners and, you know, all that other good stuff. So that's another reason that I'm going. And I'm really looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing what the people of Costa Rica are like and the climate. And, you know, they're talking about going for a hike and that you're in the middle of a rainforest. I've never been to a rainforest. So to me, this is super exciting that I have this opportunity. So, you know, I would urge all of you listening to learn about other people there's there's been so much information recently that i've been running into and and i want to i want to i want to preface this by saying that i'm not anti anything really you know i'm sure hatred and anger and frustration and and whatever they all have their place equally in your life to to create direction and clarity but there's been a lot of really cool creators coming out talking about, hey, I grew up in, you know, Europe and now I live in the United States, or hey, I grew up in the United States and now I'm living abroad in Germany. And, you know, I, I got a text message from a, a family member, and they were like, be safe in Costa Rica. You shouldn't, you know, wear jewelry. And it was very kind of, you know, fear. Fear based, prevention based, which I'm going to be preventative. I'm not bringing jewelry because there's literally no point except for, you know, fun, cool, you know, beads and whatnot. But I don't need to bring my diamond ring or earrings. Like that's just that it's just pointless. I'm going to be in a waterfall and probably on mushrooms. So there's literally no point because, yeah. So I think that we really need to start being a little bit more aware that the world is not. This scary place that we've been told. When Skylar and I were heading to India, there were bombings in New Delhi, where we were landing for our flight. And I really was panicked. We had this entire trip planned out, we were going to, I think it was four or five cities. It was completely organized with, you know, drivers and tour guides and events. And we had the whole thing laid out. Skylar paid for her own way, by the way. She is a travel partner. She travels as a partner, not as my, my daughter, but she's a great travel partner. And so we're watching the news and this was 2019. Um, we were heading there. I think it was uh, March 1st, maybe. March 1st through the 10th. And so we were in maybe the end of February and there was a lot of unrest between Muslim and other religions. And so there were these bombings. I don't know who did it. I don't, I'm not getting into any of that. The point was in the United States, that was the news. Muslims are bombing these locations in New Delhi. Basically, if you watch the news at that time, more or less, you shouldn't go to India, right? This don't do it because it's there's unrest. And if I remember correctly, there were little whispers of COVID at that time in China. So we were starting to hear about COVID before we left. So I said to Skylar, maybe we shouldn't go because of these bombings. I was more concerned with the bombings because clearly the idea of a pandemic is ridiculous and would never happen and they would get it under control. And so there was nothing to worry about. (sighs) And so my concern was the pandemic. I mean, I'm sorry, the bombings. And so as it were, my daughter went to Nova Southeastern university in Southern Florida And she had a ton of friends who were from South Asia, India. And one of the guy's moms happened to be in India at the time. She was literally in India shopping for wedding attire. And when you do that, you go to India and you get your proper sari and beautiful materials and fabrics, et cetera. So she was in India and Skylar was just happened to be talking to one of them about the fact that we were thinking about canceling our trip. So he reached out to his mom <laughs> and she was like, uh, yeah, I'm here right now. And that is like in one town, you know, or like one area of New Delhi, which New Delhi is humongous. And there's absolutely nothing to worry about. I'm actually here at the mall right now shopping. It's a non-issue. And that was really life changing to me. It sounds so stupid, like who, Meredith? You're 49. Wake up! And it's it sounds crazy. Like, well, what's the big deal? It was just in air. But from America, it was a huge problem. It was rampant. It was an issue. It was do not travel here. It was a lot. And then I'm talking to this woman who's probably traveling with their daughter alone in India, New Delhi. And it's like, yeah, just you need to come. This would be ridiculous to cancel your trip. And this is what I'm talking about is we really are served up a lot of stuff. I'm not going to say it's junk. I'm not going to say it's garbage. It was really happening. It's just it's blown out of proportion a lot of times. And it makes the world seem to be a very scary place that you don't want to leave your country. I have a lot of people that I know who have absolutely no desire to leave the United States, except for maybe to like, maybe, I have a lot of people that I know that have even no desire to go to Mexico because you'll have your head chopped off by the cartel. Literally, this is where we're at. And they're missing out on so much experience. But see, as soon as I say that, what comes into my, my mind is, yeah, but if people travel all over the world, they might wake up to the fact that America doesn't do everything right. We're not necessarily the greatest. We're the greatest superpower. We're the greatest in a lot of things, but not everything. There's things that we can do better. There's things that we're oblivious on. But we are sold a bill of goods that America is the greatest country on the planet, bar none, no discussion, do not say a word if you do your anti-American communist socialist piece of shit. It's just not true. It's just not true. I was watching this video the other day and this gal, she was from another, she was from Europe and she had been living on and off in New York for, I think she said 10 years. And she said people, people in countries that have healthcare socialized health care, universal health care, they just live a better life by knowing that their very basic needs will be taken care of. It's one less thing to be stressed out about. It's one less thing to keep you up at night. And as she was talking and I just kept envisioning that we are perfectly okay with people dying because they don't make enough money in this country. Somehow we have justified that they somehow deserve it, that they should have pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. They should have they should have tried harder, worked harder, got a better job. And to me it's mind-boggling. I mean, we literally have people that save and rescue animals in droves and there's nothing wrong with that. But we have countless skid rows and homeless tent cities in our country with people living on the streets with nothing. And we do nothing about it. Literally nothing. There was this thing I was watching the other day with Jeff Bezos's ex-wife, and they were talking about how she's the third richest woman in the world at like 30 billion dollars. And I think it was last year, she gave away like $10 billion to charity. And after she gave away $10 billion to charity, feel free to fact check me on this or this information that I got. She actually had like $50 billion because when you have that much money, you can't give it away fast enough because your money makes you so much more money. But we have people sleeping on the streets because of a myriad of reasons but the one that makes us feel better and sleep at night is that they just didn't work hard enough. It's mind blowing to me. We just don't care. And I'm not saying these things clearly. I was just talking about a woman on the way to Varanasi who her baby was three inches from a street naked on the side of the road, laying in, you know, on a piece of cardboard in dirt. I don't think we're that much far from that space. And they consider India, I believe, a third world country. Where are we headed? Where we're okay with this completely huge gap between a woman who gives away $10 billion and ends up with more money at the end of the year. It's crazy. And yet the same company that earned that $10 billion, her ex-husband, I think he had I think I saw he had almost $300 billion. They pay their employees, what, $15 an hour, not even a living wage. When's enough enough? <laughs> Why and where and what human out there says that the owner of a company should have $300 billion? $300 billion, and that is all on the backs of people that can't afford to pay rent. They'll never, ever be able to send their kids to college. They probably have two income, a two income family. They're buying their kids clothes at secondhand shops and all Bezos would have to do. And the other billionaires and millionaires out there is provide a living wage to their employees and it would change Everything. It would change everything. My family worked for a guy and he would pay his employees almost nothing, literally almost nothing. And always cried poor, by the way. Most millionaires and billionaires, somehow they find a way to say there's not enough. You know, there's not enough to pay for healthcare. There's not enough to pay a living wage. There's just not enough, right? There's just if i raise my prices if you know i'll have to raise my prices if i pay people you know 15 dollars an hour it's all a lie by the way hang out with millionaires and billionaires that's all a lie i just want to be very clear on that they could pay way more money but they want just one more house just one more car and so My family worked for this guy who cried poor all the time, paid very shitty wages and also provided literally the world's world's worst health care. Basically, every employee, their deductible was I think it was about ten thousand dollars a year. So not only did you have your your money that you paid every paycheck, you also had a ten thousand dollar a year deductible, which meant you're basically paying for all of your health care out of pocket. I remember it was always, you know, you can't this, it's just, you know, there's not enough money to go around. But the problem is, is I knew the truth. And so do a lot of other people was that they have like five houses and six cars. And I'm not saying people aren't allowed to have what they have, but at the expense of what, and then, you know, of course, they give money to charity left and right. No, just we don't need charity if you pay your people. Just pay your people, guys. Instead of being pissed that you have to raise the minimum wage to $15 from $7 an hour, that means you're literally bringing home around $5.50 an hour. $5.50 an hour. That's $40 a day. That's $200 a week at minimum wage. Bringing home. But that person should work harder until we change the minds of the people in this country and around the world, that you don't have to take the whole pie home to be full. We will continue down this path of self-destruction until we open our hearts and realize that we don't need all the money. We don't need all the things. And that is a very, it, it's a dying theory this new generation, the millennials, they see things differently. They value time more so than money, which is beautiful experiences versus ownership of things. But the boomers and the people, I'm not painting a wide brush. I'm saying, listen to what else I'm saying here. They were raised in a different way that there's only so much to go around, and so you have to get yours. You have to get your portion of the pay, of the hours, of the what's it called? You get a uh, pension. You know, profit sharing. It, it's a very, it's a very antiquated way of seeing the world, but we need to remember that the boomers, the 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 the, the baby boomer generation, was raised by people that lived through the depression. And so we we are still seeing the fallout of being raised by people that were raised and lived during the Depression. And so that is the fallout that you see where you have to have all of it, hoarding, saving newspapers. I mean- who out there listening right now has a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or a great aunt or a great grandparent that hoarded newspapers and magazines and things of that nature and stacks and stacks of these things because it was as valuable to them. Now it just, we're a throwaway economy. We're throwaway people. Everything goes in the garbage. Get rid of it. Go get a new t-shirt, go to old Navy, get 300 t-shirts for 30 bucks. But the generations that raised me, you have to know that they were raised by people that lived through a depression and their friends may starve to death. They knew people that had nothing and living on the street. And so we are reaping the, the, what was sown there, which was hunger and not enough. And so when you see these millionaires and billionaires, That is the result of, I need to get all of it now, just in case. Anyways, travel. I'll keep you posted on my Costa Rican adventure next week at the next episode. So stay tuned for that next Tuesday. If you have a minute, go back to wherever you're listening to this and leave me a star rating, if you will or a quick comment, review. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. Share it with a friend and I will see you here. Same same space and hopefully a brand new me by the experience of Costa Rica and waterfalls and all that other good stuff. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to meredithwillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.